0: Power Hour for December the 5th, 2021 and we're here to lift Jesus up and get power by doing so because his word has promised us that if we would lift him up, all men will be drawn onto him. If we lift him up, he blesses bless us in in, in ways that we can't even imagine. So, welcome everybody to this power hour this afternoon. Amen, amen. This is a time that we are uh, interactive, participatory, and if you have a prayer, you have a song, you have a testimony, you want to read a scripture, we invite you to do so now. Anyone online wants me to read a scripture for them, just type it in the chat box. Amen. Amen.
1: Thank you, Lord. Amen. Anyone with a prayer or a scripture? Pastor, uh, this is uh,
2: Reverend McGee. Uh, good riff. afternoon, everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to read from uh, James chapter one, and I'm going to start at verse uh, 22. All right. Do not do not merely listen to the word, and and do, and so deceive yourself. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do it, what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror, and after looking at himself goes away and immediately Forget what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. So i just like to pray also. Dear Heavenly and Gracious Father, Lord God, we thank you for another hour.
3: In Jesus' name I
0: pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Hallelujah. That was timely.
1: Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen.
1: Is there another? Is there anyone else? Yeah, Pastor. Good afternoon. On behalf of my wife and I, hope you're doing well. Amen. Uh, I have a scripture and then a prayer with it. uh thank you, Reverend McGee. It's just a joy to hear you. You always have something wonderful to share with us. Um, Romans eight thirty eight to thirty nine.
4: For I'm persuaded, beyond doubt and sure, that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor things pending, nor threatening, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, uh, anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our oh Lord. Father, we just thank you uh, for the partners and the members, members of the ministry, and Lord, we just thank you that. Uh, You are jealous for everyone's success. You are jealous for everyone's progress. You are jealous, Lord, to rehab us in ways that we haven't been rehabbed in our thinking in our heart. You are jealous for us, Lord, to see us go further. You are jealous for our recovery. You are jealous for our restoration. You are jealous, Lord, to take us further and advance us. You are jealous, oh God, for many of the uphill battles that people have today, whether it be criminal justice system, whether it be voting rights. You are jealous for your people. and likely
0: someone else. I
4: Jubilee and I would like
3: Yeah, 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 Jubilee. <laughs> uh-huh. Amen, 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 amen. Wow, I'm I so blessed.
2: Speaking in tongues, she wasn't speaking the way she
0: was supposed to. Oh, no, that's all right. <laughs> amen, amen. I'm telling you, Jubilee, Jubilee, you made my day, my even, my week. You just that was so wonderful. That was so such a blessing and uh Elisi and and uh Reverend Usher and the family, you all just continue with with what you're all doing there's there's great blessings there. I just received information about the passing of um of, of uh, Vincent's father, and one of the things that I remember most about the conversation that he had. And he was telling me about a family uh, that he knew in the city. And I think I didn't do everything with it. But he told me the name of the family. He was explaining to me how the family is big in education. And I think I may have told him, uh, I'm not surprised because my nursery school teacher was really from that family. And I'm telling you, I, my nursery school teacher I credit her with more things than I credit the greatest professors that I sat under because that's where I really got to start. It can make such a difference in the life of somebody to be trained so early. And she, she, that, that school teacher, she, she, uh, she was a, a devoted Christian in every way. And it's such a wonderful experience, so I think that's great,
1: amen, great, great, great. Anybody else? Anybody else? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord.
0: I wanted to share with you if all hearts are clear and no one else wanted to share this afternoon. I know that not every time everybody is going to share but it does give us an opportunity to uh, you know it's a blessing and look at what we are we were blessed by jubilee this afternoon. Amen. I I wanted to share from 1st Samuel the 20th chapter something that we somewhat covered on Thursday night
1: a little bit. 1st Samuel, the 20th chapter. And I maybe just start um, at verse number 5. 1st Samuel 20, verse number five. Amen, amen.
0: And David said unto Jonathan, behold, tomorrow is a new moon and I should not fail to sit with the king at meat, But let me go, that I may hide myself in the field
1: unto the third day at even. Third day in the evening. Verse number six. If
0: thy father at all miss me, then say, David earnestly asks, leave of me. And he might run to Bethlehem, his city. For there is a yearly sacrifice there for all the family. Amen. And I'm probably going to stop there, verse number six. If thy father at all miss me, then say, David earnestly asks leave of me. And he might run to Bethlehem, his city, for there is a yearly sacrifice there for all the family. A yearly sacrifice there for all the family. What I wanted to share with you this
1: afternoon was Bethlehem. 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 We're
0: in the Christmas season, and we're going to be talking and singing a lot about Bethlehem. It's just impossible if you're involved in Christmas any at all not to heard or to have uh, sung about Bethlehem. And we all know that Jesus was born in Bethlehem. Bethlehem. Hebrew meaning house of bread. And in some cognate languages also has the connotation house of meat. But uh, strictly speaking, "Lehem" in Hebrew is bread, and
1: "Beth" Beth is house. And over the decades, i um,
0: thought about Bethlehem, I've read about it, and I struggle to try to get the full connection, I know it's
1: there, the house of bread, and Jesus,
0: and David, again around this time we hear about Bethlehem, the city of David, the place where. Jesus was born. Around this time in Bethlehem in Palestine, uh, it is I guess the biggest tourist attraction. Not a large city by any means, but a tourist city and around this time inundated with christians pilgrims visitors all wanted to want to experience where jesus was born go back to the scripture i read the passage of scripture And we put some context to it. Saul, the king, first king of Israel, was very determined, as I shared in Bible class on Thursday night. And I've said over and over, and you know the story, to kill David. Uh, Fomented many plots and indeed made attempts to kill David, exceedingly jealous that David would one day take over the throne. It kind of fit into the sermon I preached this morning and some of you uh, may have recalled Uh, Where this jealousy, this rage that engulfed Herod the Great uh, And was willing to kill thousands of Hebrew boys Palestinian boys In order to kill the person that he thought would take over his throne There's connection there. But for this afternoon, suffice to say that this passage of scripture comes about as a result of a very, very close call. After dodging uh, javelins and spear this was a plot to kill David right in his own bed. And David escaped from through the efforts of his wife, Saul's daughter, Michal. And then now David is speaking to his buddy Jonathan and David is saying Your father is out to kill me and Jonathan is saying no, 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 no. My father wouldn't do that and if he did, he would would tell me. He confides with me in everything. David said no. And this, on this occasion, he's deceiving you because he knows that you and I Uh, extremely good friends. So, uh, David proceeded, therefore, to tell Jonathan, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna prove this to you. The only reason why your father seemed in front of you to be for me is because, you know, you and I are good friends. And this is what I would like to do. It's coming upon the time that we will
1: celebrate at the King's Table. A time of, of a whole get together, so to speak. And
0: um, if Saul your father doesn't see me at the table you get very mad and if he gets mad you know that what I'm telling you is true
1: that he's out to get me he's out to kill me devious as true
0: to form Saul When David was missing at the table, the first time, first day, uh, Saul didn't say anything, but the second day he said, Now, where is David, the son of Jesse? And this is where this thing about Bethlehem that I want to share with you come in. Jonathan told his father Saul, he says, David went to Bethlehem to his family. They're celebrating the feast days there. His brothers wanted him there very badly. And then that's then that's where David is. Saul was not fooled by this. He became extremely, extremely enraged and was determined even more to kill David. So let me back up. When David told Jonathan, Tell your father that I'm missing. I'm not
1: at the table. Because I have gone home, my
0: father, my brothers, bid in to come and celebrate with them these feast days. context of the story also tells us that David really didn't go to Bethlehem. And if he had gone, he wouldn't have told or made it known where he was. Because indeed and in fact, actually he was hiding out in the woods, out in the
1: wilderness, from Saul. So what David said, and
0: what David did, When he told, well, you know, if he doesn't get, you know, mad, if he gets then it's
1: okay. But if he gets mad, that's proof that he's really out to get me. David was deceptive.
0: I think I need to slow down a bit here. Um, what David said to Jonathan, in order to prove to Jonathan, that Saul was, wanted to kill him, was deceptive. And he used the excuse of going back to
1: Bethlehem.
0: So much of the story of David, as you
1: know, is moving, gut-wrenching, and i have shared that with you
0: to the best of my abilities. And this passage of scripture is not often spoken about, about how David used The excuse of going to Bethlehem, deceptively. I
1: want to share
0: this with you because the connection between the birth of Jesus in Bethlehem, even to this day, very powerful connection. That the Messiah was born in the city of David. This house of bread, this house of sustenance,
1: this place of renewal. However you understand Bethlehem to be, in the early sixties,
0: And some of you may have heard me say some of this before.
1: We were living in a small city. And there was a revolution
0: that happened. Uh, It was a bloody revolution. Armed Forces against civilians and whatnot. You have seen and heard pictures of it and sadly enough in our country, <laughs> we, have, we have experienced some of that stuff.
1: More and more we have experienced in it. Revolution. Places being bombed. Cannons and bullets flying, and we had uh, two of our kids, and they were
0: shooting up into the apartment building that we were living, and shooting tear gas canisters, and and we were just Innocent people just caught up in the middle of this revolution. And it went on for several days. At one point, there was so much tear gas we had to put the kids into the shower, turn the shower on. But I remember when the revolution either was in a lull or it was over. I went out in the morning because by this time our food supply was pretty much diminished and there was nothing open to buy anything
1: except one shop that I could find. A bread shop.
0: And I was able to purchase a couple loaves of bread. The same kind of bread that they use even to this day in Israel. Bread that was baked every day. Bread that you could buy when things are good and it will be warm and fresh. Bread that was a sustenance of life bread that reminds you of
1: Jesus' prayer askin God give us this day
0: the daily sustenance that we need from God but in the midst of turmoil and destruction and human hatred for each other There's no daily bread. That bread that I bought in that shop had to be several days old. You could hit it on the counter and it would sound like a rock. Nevertheless, it was all that was in the store. And we brought. I brought that
1: piece of bread. Uh, it's often refer in the Scripture a piece of bread,
0: and we ate it as hard as it was. There's still enough there to sustain us
1: and nourish us. Bethlehem even though David was deceptive about it there's
0: something about that scripture that draws you that pulls you that touches you to know that even with your faults and you and your shortcomings even as you fear literally for your life even as you run from turmoil difficulties that there's something still that you can hold on to in Bethlehem maybe God would not have preferred you to be deceptive about it but there's something in your spirit something in the spirit of David that told him And he couldn't go to Bethlehem itself. But there's some place that God would provide for him that would be a Bethlehem. That would be a refuge. That would be a shelter in the time of storm. And as David seeked to get away from Saul, he found many Bethlehem. Many places of refuge. Many places of sustenance. Many places of daily bread. Because he needed God love. God grace. God mercy. Every day. And so do we. So that's what I wanted to share with us this afternoon that God always have a Bethlehem for us and at this time we reflect on the birth of Jesus the greatest sustenance the greatest bread the greatest because he said I'm the bread of life came from Bethlehem amen thank you Jesus
1: thank you Lord Hallelujah.